Spring Lake Park City Council meetings now call to order. Uh, Dan, if you would please take the roll. Council members Wendling. Here. Goodbull Bischoff. Here. Dirks. Here. Moran. Here. Mayor Nelson. Here. Would everybody please rise for the pledge? Thank you, everybody. Uh, moving on, are there any additions or corrections to the night's agenda from council and or staff? Uh, Mayor, members, uh, one correction. Uh, we're going. I'm asking to remove item 10B from the agenda. Uh, we were hoping to uh, uh, get in, uh, in touch with um, Superintendent Ronneberg about able to get in touch with them to get those clarified. So we'll try and get those done this week so we can put it on the agenda for the second. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Council? Here enough. Uh, moving on, discussion from the floor. This is a time anybody can approach City Council for something that's not on tonight's agenda. Is there anybody that wants to approach something for not tonight? Seeing none, we'll move on. Consent agenda. Approval of minutes, December 4th, 2024, City Council Workshop. B, approval of minutes, December 4th. 2023 City Council meeting. Approval of claim. One at $393,816.25. Statement of revenue and expenditures for November 2023. Mayor's proclamation commending. Terry Randall, number F, resolution 2349, accepting donation from Barbara Yon. Yon. Mm -hmm. uh, G, a fourth quarter <laughs> billing for the 2024 payable 2025 property tax assessment, Keith Tozman. H, <laughs> letter, release letter of credit from Hamilton Companies for Sweet Living Project. I, adopt financial policies. J, contractors licenses. K, business licenses. I will pull one item for further discussion. We can vote on it all, but uh, I will pull uh, item 6E. Uh, um, any further discussion? Mr. Mayor, I'd like to poll 6F. 6F. Okay. With that, Kenny, I'll let you talk first about what you want to talk okay. about. Okay. Uh, resolution 23-49, uh, <coughs> accepting a donation from Barbara Yon. She's a park and rec commissioner. So I want to give a shout out and big kudos to her for uh, helping our park and rec fund out. Yeah, what, what this is is she donates back the stipend that we give to the commissioners. So that's she's just giving that back. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's nice of her. Fantastic. 
Thank you, Barbara. Uh, with that, I would entertain a motion to approve. Uh, what about the other uh, proclamation? For Terry. Yeah. Approval before after hand. We have to pull it before we. About this two different ways, so I'm a little confused there. But uh, this is a. Uh, the Let's approve it, and then we can uh, uh, award it. That that's why I'm trying to. <laughs> it's a. The mayor's proclamation and the city councils and all all the above really. I'll make I the mean, motion to approve the consent agenda. Thank you, Kenny, for bailing me out of my mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate well, it. Why was he carrying up here? I, 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 well, uh, there was two ways I was going to. I just got surprised on this, so <coughs> I apologize. Motions been made by Councilmember Wendling. Any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator, call the roll, please. Councilmembers Wendling? <laughs> Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Motion passes. Uh, we'll go up front here. We did this at, uh, uh, we had, uh, this was read once at uh, the retirement party for Terry Randall earlier this week. And, uh, and that was what, the, you know, some residents and Council members and staff that came and recognized Terry for uh, all the things he's done. For the public one tonight, you're going to have to hang on to that a minute. And Terry, I thank you for your dedication. A mayor's proclamation commending Terry Randall, whereas Jerry Randall has served the city of Spring Lake Park honorably and faithfully. The public works director from September 9th, 2000 to December 31st, 2023. Whereas, under the leadership of Terry Randall, the public works department has demonstrated unwavering commitment, exemplary leadership, and tireless efforts to enhance the city's infrastructure and public services. And whereas Terry Randall has been involved in many projects for the betterment of the citizens of Spring Lake Park, including securing two water treatment plants, investing in water sewer projects, and leading a pavement program water roads. And whereas Terry Randall has fostered a culture of collaboration and excellence within Works Department, inspiring a team of skilled professionals to achieve a surplus of the highest standards of service and delivery. Whereas Terry Randall has created, that's correct word. citizens alike with a smile and helping hand. <coughs> Even in the dead of night, water main breaks, snow plowing, both streets and sidewalks, whereas it is fitting 
that his contributions to the community be formally recognized and be part made part of the permanent record of Spring Lake Park. Now there I Robert Nelson on behalf for the city council and all of the citizens express heartfelt gratitude and thanks and appreciation to Terry Randall for his service over the past 23 years. And Terry, the very best in your future endeavors. On that note, uh, Terry has served with the best of his abilities. We joked a lot in the retirement party uh, about a lot of different things, but uh, uh, one of our past council members and a dear friend of mine that just passed away said, quote, Bill Nash, Council Member Nash, and uh, Dan, uh, how was that? How do you save money? What was that phrase you used? Do you remember? I do. He called him the Fred Sanford of Spring Lake Park. <laughs> <laughs> and discussions how trucks were uh, held together with uh, the red-green duct tape and bailing wire. And this was a fact. I mean, uh, 23 years ago, 24 years ago, whenever I got started with this, and I've lived here for 65 years, I remember cars going down the road and plow trucks with duct tape. Uh, he brought us into a new era for the city. Our streets are better. The safety is better for our children going in and out of school. And all, all of these things that you never think about on a daily basis. Uh, my heart uh, goes out to you, Terry, for the best thing you could do in your new endeavors. But uh, you will be missed because you bring a light to the city that uh, was overlooked for many, many years as far as I'm concerned. And not, not to diss other people, but you took it to a higher level. And uh, I, not only myself, this council, I believe, and the residents owe you a heartfelt thank you. Thank you. And I just. <laughs> I just want to say 23 years, the council and mayor and staff have supported me for whatever projects I was working on, and I'm very thankful to have that support. Uh, things, I was never turned down. I sure appreciate it, and I think uh, I tried to make it a better place and a better city, and hopefully I, I did, a, did that for you people. So thank you again. And you did in my mind, so you hold yourself high and your head high, and, uh, and you'll have fun in, in your new adventure. <laughs> uh, we passed all those motions. We'll move on to... Item 7, Department Reports. Police reports, if you would, Chief. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, uh, members of the council, and members of the audience. Uh, this will be the police report for November of 2023. Full report is in your packet for your review. 
Uh, we did have a few highlights this month for November. Our calls for service were 745 calls uh, compared to 693 in November of 2022. cases that he's still handling. He also reported attending use of force training and a search warrant um, in Edina in the month of November. Uh, all, I stayed busy in the month uh, with the day-to-day -day operations of the PD along with the meetings that I uh, put in the packet for you. Uh, one highlight on the meetings was that uh, Sergeant Kramer and I got our two minutes of fame uh, with North Metro TV. Um, during the interview on the Transcend uh, Mini Robot. Um, so you can see that it uh, aired on December 6th. Um, and it, it really is just a couple minutes, but it was uh, going over kind of the safety of having the robot on the street and keeping our officers safe as well as residents. So uh, the reminder, we'll have pizza with a cop on uh, Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, residents are invited. Um, I believe uh, a representative from Park and Rec is going to be there as well as uh, George with uh, Public Works is going to be there to, to meet the public as well. Um, and then finally, uh, we were able to donate uh, 10 bikes to Bikes for Kids. Uh, we've been part of that foundation since about 2017, and all of those bikes uh, go to uh, uh, kids in need. Um, and uh, if they, they can sell them as well and then and donate that money as well to the kids in need. Um, and then, uh, actually, finally, um, I was able to finish my basic emergency management certificate in November. Um, it's been a three-year process. It's about a 32-class course. So uh, I am uh, happy to finally have that done. So, And that'll be it for my report. I can answer any questions you might have. Thank you, Chief. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a question, but I watched your video. You're talking about what you won. Uh, and you've already used it, I know, in a couple of situations, at least one that you highlighted. Uh, I think it's a great tool. I think that's another uh, reason why we send all you guys to these conferences and police chief things and law enforcement or whether it's public works, law enforcement, everything. We try to send you around and do this, and you were lucky enough to put our name in a hat. You won this. Uh, you know, anything we can do to keep our officers safe, our public safe, which is uh, ultimately your job, uh, I think it's great. I love the video. I even saved it on the phone so I can show the grandkids. Because I think it's kind of cool. They can see where all the young kids are into the computers and the programming and the robotics they're teaching in schools now and how to build these things. So. I think it was a very informational tool. Um, a well-rounded group of people. So, yeah, thank absolutely. You. Thank you. Also, any questions? Yeah. Chief, could you expand on the uh, uh, decision to, to cease the operations of Spring Lake Park Reserve Program? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe making a plea to residents or interested people? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for uh, bringing that up, Councilmember Wendling. Um, so we did uh, decide to cease the operations on it. Right now we have one reserve officer that um, comes in on a regular basis and works. Um, there's a, a tremendous amount of, of time and energy that goes into that program for our um, 
for our officers that run it and our sergeant. So with just the one sergeant or the one reserve officer on it, we, we felt that it was the, the energy that we were putting out just wasn't, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't worth it at this point. We've had two um, applicants in the last few years um, for that reserve program. Um, we're, we're open to opening it back up and, and starting it back up if we can get some, some residents or, or people that might know, a resident that might know somebody that wants to be involved in a reserve program. Um, we'll, we'll definitely open that back up, but for the time being, we felt it was, um, uh, this was the best decision for the police department. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Wendland, Councilman Wendland, Council, any other questions? Hearing none, we will move on uh, to 7E, Park and Rec. Kay, if you would, please. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, Council members, members of the uh, public and the audience. The full Parker and Rec report is in the packet. Uh, just a couple highlights. Uh, during the month of November, uh, we had over 1,500 individuals participate in our programs. The catalog for the program offerings from January to May has been mailed out to residents and uh, school district. And so those programs are now open for registration. Tower days, uh, we have started our, our meetings. Our next meeting will be uh, January 30th. That's a Tuesday at 6 o'clock. If you're interested, please go ahead and contact me. Um, and at this point, I'd like to just send a heartfelt uh, condolence out to the family of Jay McCluskey. Jay passed away on December 13th at the age of 85. And for those who aren't aware of who Jay was, Jay was our first park and rec director for this city. He served uh, 29 years from 1971 to 2000. He basically created the program. Um, and again, our uh, thoughts go out to his family at this time. With that, I have nothing further, so if there's any questions, I'd be happy to answer. Well, I just knew him a lot uh, way back in the day because he'd come in and mentor with the stuff. Marion? Marion. Uh, because Marion took the office and took the place after he did. And um, uh, a great man thoughts and our sympathies out to the family and the kids, but uh, residents that knew them when they were younger, like I did, not even knowing what City Hall was about and coming and ice skating at the Able Park and doing all these things and the things he did was greatly appreciated. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's that time of our lives that, you know, these things happen, but uh, he, he was a great man. Will be on the history of Sterling Park. Kenny, you must have known him. Uh, no, I didn't, unfortunately. Uh, so much happened when I was not in the city that he developed. You know, that it's just amazing. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a great. He, he did. He moved it forward, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a great thing. So. Well, going to Sandlot baseball fields that us kids manufactured too well, and then having all these park systems going in was an amazing thing. So thank you very much to him for doing so much for our city. Thanks, Kay. Anything else, Council? Okay. Moving on. Uh, <coughs> eight public hearings. Intention to issue general obligations, capital improvement plan, bonds, 
and the proposal of the adopted capital improvement plan, therefore. Dan, if you would, if, uh, introduce our, our guest. And, uh, sure, absolutely. Um, Mayor members, um, we're joined by George Eilertson uh, from Northland Securities. So he can talk to you about um, specifics about the bonds and timing and issuance and all of those types of questions. And I will go through the 2024-28 uh, capital improvement plan as it relates to our debt issuance over the next five years. So really what it starts out to is what is a capital improvement, and that's defined by statute for the purposes of these bonds. And it's a major expenditure of municipal funds for the acquisition of public lands, buildings, or other improvements used as a city hall, library, public safety, or public works facility, which has a useful life of five years or more. So our schedule of um, projects is in 24. We would be doing the city hall renovation and expansion project. And then uh, we have other capital improvement items identified in our, our larger plan but um, nothing that um, would fall into the financing associated with this bond. And then for the future and in looking into 2029 and beyond, um, looking at um, uh, park building at San Bernal. Why do we need to renovate City Hall? Um, oh, let me um, tell you the ways. Uh, we have uh, just a lot of things that need to um, to be done to this building to bring it up to code and, and uh, to make it a um, welcoming and um, uh, a place for visitors, for residents, and for staff to work. Uh, there's inefficient heating and cooling systems. We have seven residential furnaces that heat this building. A normal commercial building would have two or three rooftop units. Uh, we have inadequate restroom facilities uh, right now there are um, two men and two women's and a unisex bathroom here at City Hall for everyone that's in here, including um, the public that comes. So a lot of times when we have recreation programs, there's lines for uh, folks trying to get into the restroom. So, because um, there's one stall in each of those. So it's um, just getting those um, uh, a number of restroom facilities um, for folks. Uh, just improving ADA accessibility. Um, there's inadequate public meeting spaces. We run into a lot of situations where, because even though we can divide this room, the divider isn't soundproof, so it's really hard to have two meetings going on at once in this room. Uh, there's no fire suppression system in, within City Hall. Uh, there's leaks in the roof that need replacement. Uh, the electrical panels are beyond their 30-year service life. Um, the lighting is out of compliance with state energy code. Our lobby and circulation spaces are small, dark, and uninviting. Uh, in order to access the police department, residents have to walk down a long hallway off the main lobby, uh, which is a weakness. Um, our locker room is not code compliant and does not accommodate both genders. And as, um, as we are, when it was built in 1994, we only had male police officers. Now we have uh, male and female, and we need to accommodate um, uh, both genders in that. And then we lack um, space in our recreation department for full-time and seasonal employees. 
So just to show some pictures of um, some of what I'm talking about, the top center picture is the hallway down to the police department. Um, uh, the picture in the um, top right is the men's restroom, um, but that's that's the only stall there is and for, the, for the men's in the main public area. Um, the other three in the bottom are pictures of our mechanical room, as you can see, uh, those are all um, the electrical panels are all original for the building. Uh, the, um, the water heater was um, installed back in 1983, so that's in need of replacement. And then those are three of the seven residential furnaces. Uh, then we also, um, just kind of showing all the spaces are, and on the top uh, right is the locker room in the police department. Um, you know, that's so it's, it's cramped, plus it's... Um, gender neutral in there uh, and then just the you know that there's three employees in the main park and rec area um, we're going to try and give them some more space to accommodate um, their creativity and and, uh, and continue their um, pattern of excellence and then and then the bottom right picture is a picture of the generator that um, powers this building in a power outage it's not sized appropriately it's not an automatic on. It's um, it's very old and past its useful life. So those are just some of the um, uh, deficiencies in, in the building. Uh, the proposed project is to renovate, uh, fully renovate this building, uh, which is about seventeen thousand square feet, uh, gutting it and then replacing all of the existing mechanical electrical systems, um, putting in new windows, new lighting, everything. Um, uh, will be touched within the existing facility. Uh, then we're going to put on a small um, addition onto the front of the building of about 2,600 square feet. That will add a new entryway um, to City Hall and will um, create a new lobby and office space for the police department. So we will be making the police department accessible through their own entrance uh, from the parking lot. So that'll be a huge benefit to the residents. Uh, then the hallway, um, the entryway into City Hall will um, accommodate folks that want, need to go from the police department over to City Hall. They don't have to go outside to do that. Uh, then we're adding about 1,000 square foot mezzanine um, in the police garage for storage. And then connecting the north building with City Hall, uh, and that's uh, to create cold storage area, and that's 1,680 square feet. So the total of project... Um, Building size will go from 17,000 square feet to 22,350 square feet. Uh, the benefits will be increasing energy efficiency, um, enlarging our public meeting and program spaces, um, rearranging staff spaces to improve operational efficiency, uh, improving the uh, wayfaring of the building. It's um, if, for those that have been in here. It's very easy to get lost and lose a sense of um, where you are in the building because it's, it feels like a maze. And, uh, and so this will, um, will improve that and make the, the building um, feel more intuitive to um, maneuver around. Uh, we're going to expand technology uh, throughout the building to promote citizen engagement, improve building security, and establish the Emergency Operations Center to coordinate an emergency response. It's currently something that's lacking in the building. Uh, this is a layout um, uh, showing the uh, proposed improvements. So uh, the part that's in the dark blue is the new addition. Uh, the, um, 
green is the is the multi-purpose room, and then we're separating the council chambers from that and having that be in its own separate room so we can have those events. Uh, that multi-purpose room will be able to be split with a divider, so um, that um, easternmost portion of it on the top of the screen, that third, uh, that will be uh, largely for senior programming, but we can open that up and, and make that room a lot larger. So uh, the yellow is administration, will continue to be there. And then the light blue is um, is uh, changing, uh, renovating the existing garage and uh, that first garage stall and having that um, uh, convert over to the police department. And then and the city garage will now become the police garage. And then the red um, portion is the current police department. That will become our emergency operations center. Uh, part of it will be the locker rooms for the police department. The, um, the police, current police garage will become the city garage. And then our emergency operations center and some meeting spaces are in the back as well for staff. Uh, this is a rendering of what the front will look like. So it will um, uh, bring out, uh, a, add a little color to the building rather than having it just be a brown square. This is a large project. Uh, this building was um, built back in 77, and there hasn't been a lot of investment in it. Um, it's structurally sound, so we're able to utilize the um, uh, structure itself, but, but um, it needs um, a lot of um, uh, interior work to bring it up to code for energy efficiency insulation. So um, this is the budget for the project. It's, we're anticipating it to be about an $8.7 million project. Uh, as as uh, bulk of that is construction, uh, the construction came in just slightly under the architect's estimate, uh, which was good news. And then we have um, uh, uh, additional soft costs, so the engineering and architectural, which a lot of that has been completed, but um, then there's also the oversight of the, of the construction any site preparation costs, um, uh, putting in new furniture and technology, um, and, uh, and, and new cable equipment, and then an emergency generator. Uh, then there's also a contingency because when you come into these things, even though we spent a tremendous amount of time reviewing the plans from the previous editions ed and, and, uh, and really thinking through and being intentional about what we want to do with the space, there's always things that come up um, in construction, so we wanted to make sure that we have um, some money available to handle those unanticipated um, change orders that happen. Uh, our goal is to not use very much of this, if at all, and to be able to put it back into the debt ser toward the debt service in the future. Uh, we will be using a combination of cash and uh, bond proceeds to pay for this. Uh, about $1.1 million um, will be um, uh, applied towards um, the, all the soft costs and uh, some of the technology. And then uh, the bond issuance will be really for funding the construction and the, and the furnishings. Uh, we hope to uh, begin um, construction in March, and uh, the construction will be done in phases. Uh, we will continue operating City Hall during construction, but the council meetings will be moved to the renovated Able Park building um, at 8200 Abel Street uh, during construction. 
and a number of recreation programs normally held here during construction will also be moved over to the Able Park building or other locations. Uh, we will be um, doing uh, in-person absentee balloting will move from here over to Fridley City Hall for the 2024 primary and general election. Uh, but the presidential primary that happens in March, will that, that in-person in absentee balloting will happen here at City Hall. So we thank our friends over at Fridley in, in accommodating our, um, our needs in that while we're doing this project. And we hope to complete construction in February of 2025. Uh, the bond size, um, when you include project proceeds that we need from the budget, issuance costs and capitalized interest um, will be about $8.3 million. Uh, we uh, anticipate um, uh, utility funds covering a good portion of the um, debt service, but we will be levying about $500,000 a year to cover the remainder. Uh, and that will, for a median uh, valued home within the city, will be around $100 estimated tax impact. Uh, Mayor and members, that is uh, my presentation. We're happy to answer any questions from the council or from the public during the public hearing portion. You explained it well. I mean, it, it's so in-depth that uh, you could be here till midnight, <laughs> uh, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. But uh, when staff don't have men and women's bathrooms or changing rooms for officers, there's a lot of things that are the safety, the ADA. I mean, there's a lot of things that are so obsolete here that wasn't done. Well, and the world's changed since 1977. From Just from power in offices? When um, I didn't have looking at the other side when I ain't the mayor, per se, and I see a business coming in and you've got to remodel all this to become ADA and you've got to do this and this is the law and Jeff's got to go do his job and then they come to City Hall and we're not compliant. It's kind of hard to justify in the street. So now that we're compliant and we do it with everybody else, Granted, it's, it, ain't, it ain't apples to apples, you know, because, you know, private sector, public sector, taxes, bonding, all of the aforementioned things you bring up go into this, and uh, it's time. Uh, it hurts, especially these days with inflation, and uh, it's not some of my happier days to support this with the way everything else. I don't see any negatives in this, other, you know, other than the residents uh, being uh, having a levy put towards them. But well, no, that's it, the it, 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 it right has to. Now it's hard for. It, yeah, you know, but that, now that it's, makes it hard. But now it it has to be done. I mean, uh, my house was built in '59. Uh, don't listen, Jeff. It isn't up to code. You know, <laughs> 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 you know my electrical box is bad. You know that's got to be redone. Uh, you know, there's just just things. Stop it. 
But no, it, it has to be done. I mean, you know, it, this is 2023. We're going to have this done in 2024. Uh, and hopefully this will last another 20 years or so. Well, I hope it's longer than that. But yeah, but I think we put in enough work. I mean, uh, you know, there ain't much more restrictions that the government can put on us on ADA or whatever that ain't already there. So I really, you know, unless we can't have a gas stove, which I don't agree with, but uh, <coughs> part of that green stuff and our light bulbs away and someplace else but that's my own personal opinion but um, no I, I think we'll be fine so mayor we would open ask that you open the public hearing and for we the will, uh, CIP we will uh, make up entertain a motion to open the public hearing so moved motion has been made everybody in favor mm -hmm. right. Aye. we are open anybody from the public want to come up and speak on these issues Oh, look no. at you, Marilyn. Uh, okay. Uh, not good. Just, just ask it. Uh, we do have, he's going to speak on this too, right, Dan? Uh, he'll, he'll talk about the resolution when we get to after 98. We're, after we're all done. And our first city hall? Yes, that's in the plan. Well, well we're not expanding the parking lot. Yeah, so, but we're improving it. Uh, we're really leaving the parking lot alone um, as part of this project because it's in relatively it'll good be, shape. But it's, it's um, be, we have adequate parking for, be for the facility. Better and, uh, the egress and entrance will be uh, more defined because when I leave, I come in the uh, west side and I leave out the west side. I drive around the parking lot and out. But uh, I was hoping that that would be well, we can we can look at the striping of it and 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 that um, that's just a seal coat to cover the paint and and uh, doing that. But we can we can look at that. But that wasn't there's adequate parking stalls in, yes. in the building for the building, yes. and that's what she was asking. Thank you, Dan. Uh, no other questions from council or any and no phone calls. No. Nope. Well, I would entertain a motion to close the public hearing. I'll make that motion also. Motion's been made by Councilmember Wendley. All in favor? Aye. 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 Public hearing is closed. Uh, we will move on to uh, opening a public hearing on the 2024 fee schedules. So I would entertain a motion on opening that. I'll make that motion also. Motion's been made by Councilmember Wendling. All in favor? Aye. 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 We're open. Dan, if you would. Uh, thank you, Mayor and members. Um, this public hearing is to uh, discuss the uh, 2024 uh, fee schedule uh, uh, that's presented before the Council for adoption. Uh, we're making some changes uh, to the building permit um, fee valuation table to more closely align uh, the permit fee table with the state of Minnesota's fee schedule is outlined in Minnesota statute 326B.153 and that will bring in uh, line our um, scale with um, many of our neighboring cities and uh, our um, there will be some revenue um, increase with it but um, we 
we operate our currently our building program at a loss, so uh, it's not a not a worry from um, meeting the nexus of um, having the fee schedule um, match the revenues from that match our needs. Uh, updating um, the some reinspection fees and uh, inspection charges um, just to match up with inflation and, and that aforementioned statute. Updating the uh, fee schedule for the lower potency hemp edible retailer application fee and license fees. Um, those are $125 a year. Those are set by statute. Um, making some changes to the um, animal license fees and then the, um, and the dangerous dog registration fees uh, to match statute and, and meet our costs. And then the impound fees and and the schedule are proposed to increase by $25 for each offense um, to cover increased costs associated with our Humane Society contract. Uh, we updated the fee schedule to add rental fees for our Able Park Activity Building. Uh, we'll, we're already seeing a lot more activity over there um, since we did the improvements last year, and and so um, uh, so we're hope um, so we wanted to have that be in there. As well as updating some athletic field rink lighting fees, uh, we updated the water um, and uh, availability charge, the WAC fee, to match uh, the construction cost index increase. Uh, we deleted a five-eighths inch meter fee as we no longer sell that size. Uh, that we increased the uh, SAC administrative fee also by uh, the five percent increase um, to match the construction cost index. A uh, slight increase to the municipal street lighting fee to match um, increased um, electricity costs. Uh, an increase to our stormwater utility fee uh, from $6 a quarter per residential equivalency factor to $6.33 per residential equivalency factor per quarter. Uh, that's um, to meet the projected expenses outlined in our public utilities financial plan. And the remaining fees from 2023 will continue into 2024. So um, uh, we are, um, uh, we have noticed the hearing for tonight. Uh, it was originally supposed to be December 4th, but um, that got, um, got pushed back to tonight um, due to um, publication deadline changes um, due to Thanksgiving, but um, it was properly noticed and uh, to obtain public input. So it's it's one of those things where the the electric use has dropped, but we rent all the poles from Excel. So, so they this, put in the LED lights, save on electricity, and so everybody saved money, but they ain't making as much in the profit margin. So now they're charging us a rent for the damn pole. Is that what the hell you just told me? Well, there's rent for the pole because they maintain them. And then, you know, they, they do all the um, uh, bulb um, replacements when they, when they go out and, and such. Um, 
we were hoping for greater savings when that transition happened from the Public Utilities Commission, but we didn't end up seeing that, and, and then rates have increased. Well, I see it as a public safety issue, just along, right along with fire and police. I mean, I've argued this for 20-some years up here, and I don't think our residents should be charged for street lighting. That's just my personal opinion. You can look it up on where we voted way back in the day. But then we drop it and we go to the LEDs and it makes it cheaper. And then they raise up their poll rating. And I've been with Terry on more than once over on Abel Street. And I got street polls that are split in half. I've been with them twice when he called them. When are they going to be replaced? When are they going to be done? They don't do this. And then I get an increase on poll charges. Terry, uh... Over by Genie's house, that pole is split right up down the middle. Did that ever get fixed yet? Yes, sir. Oh, it did. How many years did it take? It took me two years. <laughs> All right. So but I rest. I, I, if, um, if there's anything we can do, uh, I missed this during the work session, and, uh, uh, and I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus. Is there something we can do on this? Or what, 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 what is this? Uh, now they're charging us more, and we got to keep charging something. I get stuff from people that live in a cul-de-sac. There ain't a street light. There ain't different lights over on uh, uh, Lenny Lake Road uh, by the lake. They get they get this charge on a utility bill. There's not a street light on the street. What am I supposed to do about this? Well, it's it's a community benefit, Mayor. So that's I know it's that's a why benefit, it's a safety no it's a safety sense. issue, Mayor. It's a safety issue to have our streets well lit from a, from a crime prevention standpoint. And, and, uh, then why are we subcharging them when it's already what you, what you just said it's, the way I thought it to begin with? Because it's safety. It's because it, it would be paid for one way or another. It's either on the utility bill or on property taxes. But when it's on the, when it's on the utility bill, then, um, then it's spread more broadly. So when we saved all this, at that time, I remember the lighting bill for the city was $68,000 a year for the streetlights. What is it now? With the LEDs, how much is it? I'd, I'd, have, I'd have to look at the bills, but um, it's, it's gone up some. And, 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 and we're... This increase, that's fine. I just... But we, we do need to approve the fee schedule. Well, I don't so. know if I want to decrease the increase on there. I just want some uh, uh, an explanation why or more in-depth why. Because when it, when you save 70% going to LED on electricity, and you know how I... Well, that's not, so that's not the savings that we got from Excel. <laughs> okay. Because, because there's increased labor costs associated with... Um, Fixtures and, and I, I pitched well my bitch council can do what they wanted with it. I bring up something, and I, I usually don't spring nothing on people that we hadn't talked about in the workshop. This one missed me, and I fought this forever, and I don't think it's rated on being the public safety. And then I don't understand why electricity goes down, and then they charge me increased pole rental. Um, I only got two electricity companies. <coughs> runs only about three blocks of the city over by North Tone. Am I correct there? Uh, it's north, northwest corner of the city. Yeah, northwest corner. That's Nooker Co-op or what used to be.
Connexus, yes. You heard me, counsel. You do whatever you want to do. I'll, I'll, uh, can we pull one item for further discussion and approve the rest of it, or what are we going to do here, buddy? You you can do whatever you want. I would if 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 you if you object to the uh, utility, you can uh, the street lighting. You can remove that from the from the fee schedule that change and and um, and then and then if the council adopts that amendment, then we then we can approve the overall ordinance. But but it's not the appropriate time to do that, Mayor, because this is the public hearing for it. That time would be during 8B, or 9B, excuse me, when we when we adopt the ordinance. Well, then let's put that under 9B, and we'll uh, also can think about it for five minutes. Just saying. Well, I'm part of the public, too. I pay taxes and live in a house in the city. I could have got up over there and stood there and talked. I've done that before. Okay, thank you. Anything else? Motion to close public hearing. Oh, well, you got to ask if there's anyone from the public that wishes to speak on this, Mayor. I think I already did, but maybe I didn't. Does anybody want to speak? No, they're shaking their heads. No. So. Okay. Motion to close. I'll make that motion. All in favor? Aye. 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 We are closed. We will move on to 9A Resolution 2023-46, giving preliminary approval of the issues of general obligation capital improvement plan bonds in the amount not to exceed $8,800,000 and adopt <coughs> adopting the City of Spring Lake Park, Minnesota capital improvement plan there. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Members, uh, we also have um, George Eilertson, as I mentioned earlier, who can talk a little bit about bond structure. What um, we significantly under the 8.8 million, but um, when we did the um, uh, when we did the uh, notice, it, uh, we weren't. Uh, 100% sure, so we wanted to make sure that that number was was high enough to accommodate it rather than have to go through this process again. Um, so we're asking the council to approve resolution 2023-46, which grants preliminary approval to the issuance of the GO Capital Improvement Plan bonds. Um, this will um, uh, set a um, forward a 30-day um, um, public comment period. Uh, that will conclude on January 18th. Uh, then we will um, have the council at your February 5th meeting uh, set the sale resolution for the bonds, and, uh, and then also we will award uh, bids for the project on that same night. Uh, and, then, and then we will go through the process uh, we will be doing a, um, a competitive um, public sale of the bonds. Uh, normally, we our bonds are smaller, so we'll do what's called a negotiated sale uh, with Northland Securities. Uh, this time, we are going to go and get bids from various um, 
banks and investment groups and such to, um, to buy the bonds. Uh, with the size of it at, at that um, at eight million plus, um, we think that we'll have a good um, a good showing on that. And then um, then at that council meeting, the council would um, award the resolution uh, for awarding the bond sale on the fourth, and then we would get proceeds on April two, which would time up very well with um, the first pay requests that come in for the project. George, do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, good evening, Mayor, members of the Council. Thank you for uh, uh, time on your agenda here. And, and Dan did cover a majority of what uh, I perhaps needed to say for tonight, but I'll, uh, I'll see if I can add a little bit more. Um, so you probably recognize that the resolution that you'll be considering here soon, you're not issuing debt tonight, like Dan said. The, uh, the bond sale is scheduled for uh, March 4th. So tonight is just that giving preliminary approval to the plan, which you walked through. Dan did a great job of outlining the project and, and the future issuance of bonds. So that's the purpose of that plan. And then like, like was noted, uh, following approval of the resolution later on on your agenda, you've got that 30-day public comment period. So um, the one thing I can comment on uh, in addition is that uh, the market's moving in your, your direction, which is good. Um, as Dan and I have been looking at running financial scenarios for the last several months, uh, actually longer than that, uh, for the better part of a year, uh, you know, interest rates have been moving steadily higher in the year 2023 until now, which, which is positive because uh, with Fed direction of, you know, lowering, um, potentially lowering interest rates in 2024, um, it, along with inflation, uh, positive news there that inflation is getting a little bit more in check, that uh, interest rates in the municipal bond market have, have begun to trend lower. So, so that's certainly a positive. We've been looking at interest rates approaching 4.5% when we've run preliminary scenarios based upon a 20-year financing. And as of today, um, we're more so 3.75% uh, is, is approximately the rates that we'd see on a 20-year. Uh, hopefully, we'll see that even lower as we go forward. Um, one thing I'll do with your staff, and uh, I've certainly worked with them in 2017, we did a, a bond issue that had a bond rating. And so at the time, Standard & Poor's, the city used to be with Moody's Investor Service uh, prior to 2017 when there was a bond rating that was, ne that was needed. Uh, we made that switch to the other rating company, Standard & Poor's, and got a rating upgrade, which was good. So uh, the city has an underlying AA bond rating, which is very strong. And so I'll be working closely with Dan on getting that rating assigned. Uh, the benefit of a nice, strong rating is that it helps to drive the interest rates down. Uh, as Dan noted, um, adding a very strong bond rating to a bond issue that's a little bit larger, certainly nationally there's, there's larger bond issues when schools borrow money, you know, they do larger bond issues. But for a municipality the size of Spring Lake Park, $8 million is a, a, a pretty in significant investment that you're making here. So 
so this will be a bond that will get good attention, uh, not only from Minnesota investment banks, but nationally as well. So um, that's what I had to just add tonight, Mayor. Uh, more to come on that as we get closer to uh, the, the bond sale process or closer uh, to your next city council meetings, rather. Uh, as was noted, when you have that meeting to award construction bids, February 5th, that would also be the, the first resolution officially in the bonding process where you're setting the sale for the month of March. So um, I can address any questions you may have. George, um, the interest rate you said is about 4%. Do you see it possibly going down more since the Fed has said they were not going to increase the interest rates? I, I certainly, we're, we're seeing that direction right now, yes. We, in fact, the last, during the month of December here, we've had periods where the interest rates have dropped um, notably. We've gone down a quarter of a percent here in, in December alone. That's actually a significant movement in the municipal bond market. Um, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier that based upon the 20-year average uh, length of the financing that we're looking actually less than 4% now, probably closer to 3.75%. So um, let's keep that going. Hopefully I can come back with better news as we get closer to the sale and actually on sale day. Sale day. So, uh, well, and I, th I think the other piece is, is that uh, the Federal Reserve has come out and essentially said that their plan is if everything, you know, inflation stays in check, that they're planning uh, three quarter rate, uh, quarter point rate cuts in 2024. So, uh, with that statement, then the market starts pricing that in into mm -hmm. the long term interest rate. So, I think that's starting to see some of that um, downward departure. So, election year. Well, I, you take advantage of whatever you get, you know. I mean, I, but uh, re regardless, the capital, the the, the ske schedule that was in the capital improvement plan, I believe, was around that four and a half percent range, where if we're able to sell them closer to three and a half or three seven five, oh, then there's a there's a significant interest savings in there. So we've talked thing. enough about it. You know where I'm coming from. <laughs> but I mean, we're going the right direction on interest rates, and and that just makes this project more affordable. So, yes, thank you, Council. Thank you. Which is a great thing. Thank you very much. We'll move on to nine B ordinance. Uh, Mayor, we do need a motion to on the resolution. Oh. Excuse me. I apologize. I need a motion. I'll make that motion. Motion's been made by Councilmember Wendling. Uh, resolution on 2023-46. Council, any questions? Hearing none, Administrator, call the roll. Councilmembers Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Motion passes. We go to 9B, ordinance. Here we go. 489, adopting 2024 fee schedule for the city of Spring Lake Park. Dan, if you would. Well, thank you. The uh, fee schedule is in the packet, and uh, we are uh, recommending approval. Well, I uh, 
<laughs> I don't know how to do this because I spoke out of turn during the public hearing, kind of, but kind of not because I'm part of a resident, part of a not. But uh, council's wishes on that or think about it or if there's more time being that, then uh, can you exempt one and take care of the rest or what do we do here? The uh, mayor members, the appropriate motion would be if you want to amend the fee schedule would be to make a motion to amend it uh, and outline which fee you want to change and then and then we'll take a vote. Well, I'm looking at amending the, 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 the public lighting, street lighting uh, in fighting. I, I just want more clarification, I guess. You know, when I go there and I save all this money under the 68000 that was 20-some years ago and everything else. Now it's going up again. It's all supposed to be cheaper in a new green way, so I want a damn answer. And I ain't got one of those yet, so that's where I'm at. I don't know where council wants to go. I'll vote for the whole thing, but I think it's just something that needs to be said. That's all I'm saying. Don't know how to describe it any better. So, did you make a motion to remove it then? Well, if you I remove it, then come. then what happens then? It just stays the same. It stays the same. Yeah. And the amount of the increase was how many cents? Thirty. It was a dollar twenty a year. Yeah. Yeah. From. Uh, well, it ain't much. It's just a point. I think it's public safety and fire. It shouldn't be charged to the residents at all. That's just my, I fought this 20 years ago and I'm still fighting it. To me it's the same thing as paying for a cop, paying for a fireman, paying for a building inspector and a fire marshal. So That's mayor, the way I look mayor, at it. Excuse uh, me, is, your, is your motion to approve the fee schedule with the removal of that increase? Yeah, I can do that. Is that your motion? Yeah. Right. So, well, if we remove the increase of a dollar twenty a year per residence, then how is it paid for? Uh, well, there's there's fun there's some fund balance in there, so we'll, we'll be fine um, for 2024. I'm not overly worried about that. I just just want to be able to maintain costs, but um, we'll we'll evaluate it and do more research and propose it next year. So you're voting on the amend to amend the fee schedule to remove the increase to the street lighting. That's up to you guys. I mean, I just had to bring it up. I missed Call. it, and I apologize. I didn't talk about it in the work session, and I should have. And it's, it's, on my, it's on my back. Bob make the motion? He did. He, he did. But now we're waiting for Dan. So, so the mayor's got to call, call for the vote. Well, any further discussion? What do you want to do? Friendly amendments, I'll accept. I'd like to vote on it. All right. The motion is to. You did already. The motion is to remove the increase to the street lighting utility. Um, so, uh, Council Member Wendling? Nay. Uh, Goodbo Bischoff? Nay. Dirks? Nay. Moran? Nay. Mayor Nelson? I'll stick with it. I, I didn't mean to diss them, but I, I just think that's inappropriate. So that's it. Motion carries. Or fails. Fails. Motion fails. Motion fails. Yeah. Yeah. 
but we approved everything else. No, no, no. we have to vote. No, on we have to vote order. on the ordinance. All right. I'll make that motion to approve forty uh, four hundred eighty nine, adopting the twenty twenty four scheduling fee. Motion's been made to Council Member Wetland. Any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator Colorado. Council Members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. It all worked out in the end. And I got my yayas out. Uh, resolution 2023-47 authorizes an application for committee development block grant. Dan, if you would, please. Actually, I'll pass that one over to Kay. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor and Council Members. Uh, this is just asking for your approval to, for us to submit um, an application for another community uh, grant uh, through the uh, excuse me through the uh, community development block grant program. And this funding would then go towards um, the improvement of Terrace Park, where we'll replace playground equipment. Uh, hopefully add some other items in there, um, perhaps uh, the dasher boards for the hockey rink and or uh, looking at pickleball courts there. Fantastic. Council, questions? No. All right, entertain a motion for approval. I'll make that motion to uh, approve uh, 23-23. 2023-47, authorizing block grant. Ordinance 4090 amending section 11.5.040 of the Spring Lake Park. Do you want that? Or is yep, that I'll take it. Do it? Uh, thank you, Mayor and members. Uh, the last work session, um, we um, spoke to the council, and the council agreed to have staff draft an amendment to our edible cannabinoid product ordinance to grant additional uh, licenses. Uh, our current ordinance only allows two, but we have four um, licensees, so we wanted to make sure that um, we didn't run into a situation where we had to pick and choose and we allowed all the ones that had applied under our previous ordinance to continue. So staff recommends approval of the ordinance. That sounds good to me. Um, I'll make the motion for approval. Any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator Colorado. Council Members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bishop? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Moving on to 9E Resolution 2023-48, approving plans and specifications and ordering the advertisement for bids for 2024 street improvement projects. You I'll, want give Dan, I'll give Dan a break. <laughs> give Dan a break? Phil? <laughs> so, uh, Mayor, members of the council, this is the 2024 street project, and just to refresh your memory, the streets included in this project are San Bernal, which is also called 85th Elm, and 83rd between University Service Drive and Terrace. And the project also includes a short segment of University Service Drive that's 100% in Blaine. 
that little segment between the mall and, and San Bernal. Uh, the, the request tonight is to have you approve the plans and authorize advertisement for bids. After you do this, if you do this, uh, the plans will be submitted to MnDOT for their approval. And upon MnDOT's approval, then they'd be sent out to, to construction contractors for competitive bids. And the bids be brought back to you. The current estimated project cost is $1,495,000. Blaine's portion of that is about 41%, um, $620,000. And the remainder is Spring Lake Parks. Funding for the Spring Lake Park portion would come from a combination of assessments, um, state aid, and then street funds. So the, uh, the resolution needs a date in it for opening bids. Right now it's proposed to open bids on June 30th at 11 a.m. And <clears throat> the action would be to approve the plans and specifications and authorize adver advertisement for bids. Bill, would you clarify why Blaine is 41%? Just the, clarify yeah, it for everyone. Um, the, the breakdown is um, based on their frontage on the, the project. So they have the north half of San Bernal, and then they have 100% of that, that segment of the University Service Drive that's, that's, um, that's all in Blaine. Mm -hmm. And then we have Elm. And we have 100% of Elm. Of Elm. Okay, so just so... Yeah. Um, our residents understand. It's, uh, okay. For the segment of San Bernal that's shared, it's 50-50. But when 50 you look 50. at it from a um, from the total project, it ends up being... Well, because we have 83rd and Elm. Because yeah, we have 83rd and Elm so in the project. Our portions, so. we have much more frontage. Okay. It, it's, it's actually a really... I, I don't need to get into it. But there's a page in the, in the handout that shows the cost breakdown, and there's... With state aid numbers, there's five state aid numbers, and then there's uh, city funds. So there's like seven different pay categories that this so it's all broken up into. Uh, but it works out to be about 41% is Blaine's, and the remainder is Spring Lake Parks. Thank we you. Have, we have the bigger portion, is what you're saying. Yes, because we, we have more street in, in our city. Thank you. I, I One other thing I should add, just so your knowledge, at, at the public hearing for this, <clears throat> there was people on 83rd Avenue that brought up some bad sidewalk, and Terry and I went out and looked at that, and that, that has now been included into the project replacing that. So a good portion of the sidewalk on 83rd will end up being replaced into this project. And we are looking for a funding source for sidewalk along San Bernal, but that is not part of this project. Can that be incorporated with Chamberlain Hall's uh, extension of the sidewalk? Um, it's not not it? a, it's not at all likely that the funding for the sidewalk would come in time to meet construction next year. We could make we would intend to make provisions for that sidewalk, you know, um, assuming it would come in the future. Would that? Be I have a question. Do all those residents really want a sidewalk going through their yards? Well, I think between now and the start of construction, there'll be some neighborhood meetings on that issue. Yeah. So uh, well, and there's no guarantee we're going to, to get the funding for it anyway. So mm -hmm. we're yeah, gonna, I prefer we're it on the Blaine side, you know, yeah. from the north side. Of, yeah, the, the well, administrator and I have talked about how to in, in, bring in, this up in 2024. In talking with the, with, um, with the residents, 
along there. It's kind of 50-50 on who wants what. So mm -hmm. some, it, it, it depends on if you have um, young children or not, mm -hmm. really. Because if you have younger children, then you want the sidewalk on your on the house side, because then it's just they don't have to cross the street to get to the sidewalk. Um, if you don't, then they tend to want to have it on the on the other side of the street. So um, we got time to figure. We had about eight months ago. Yeah, we got we got time to figure that out. I mean, we're, we're there's going to be a situation where we're not going to make folks happy, um, but. Um, Regardless, even if we're not able to get funding, more than likely with the Northtown redevelopment, there'll probably end up being a sidewalk along that north end anyway. It's just the timing of it. Instead of maybe 2026, it would be 2030 or something well off into the future on the north side. As, that as long as, as we don't develops. have to pay for it for the development of Blaine. Residents and we take care of our own. It was it was it was something that was brought up at the public hearing for the improvement hearing. So that's I why we're looking I, into I, it. I, I, we did this about eight months ago. I remember the discussion well, and you knew my views. Uh, but that's just me. I'm kind of echoing Barbara. I think what what she said. It it built so much different what we talked about. With that, and that's what it is. So we need a we need a um, need a motion to approve. I'll make the motion for 2023-48 approving plans and specifications for the bids on street improvement for the project. advertisement of the bids. <coughs> yep. Yep. So any further discussion? Hearing none. Administrator, call the roll. Council members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bishop? Aye. Dirks? Abstain. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. We will move, well, 10A you struck, correct? B. 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 Or 10B? Oops. Uh, so 10A establishing weight in <coughs> wage rate for non bargaining employees for the Department heads 2024-2025. Dan. Uh, thank you, Mayor, members. Um, in light of our settlements with uh, sergeants and with the um, uh, patrol, and then our tentative agreement with Public Works, um, we're recommending that uh, non-bargained employees and department heads uh, receive a 4% wage increase effective January 1 and a 3.25% wage increase effective January 1 of 2025. And then we're also recommending that the city's contribution to employee health insurance increase by $100 a month. Uh, this will keep us in compliance with pay equity, uh, with the pay equity law, and and um, and it ends up being fair um, to granting uh, similar increases to our non-bargained employees that um, that we gave to our bargained employees. That don't keep create a problem on the other end. On what end? From what we already settled. This is consistent with what we settled. What the other contracts? This is consistent with the other contracts. I misunderstood. And it's and it's what's in the budget. I misunderstood. I misunderstood. 
I'll make that motion. Council, any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator Kohler, real please. Council members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Moving on to 11A attorney's reports. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of council. Um, as Dan mentioned, uh, we should probably have something for you to review related to the uh, peace officer placement contract. Uh, one has been drafted. We're just waiting for feedback on that. Um, other than that, I just uh, take the opportunity to wish another congrats to Terry and say Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you. That's all I have. Great job, John. <laughs> Engineer's report, Phil. I've got nothing else to add this evening. Thank you. Administrative report. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Members, uh, we did have our mediation with the Public Works Group. Um, we came up with um, two alternatives, which was um, at the same aggregate cost, just shifting the dollars around. Uh, we gave them a choice of option A in the original option, and, and they have accepted on a 6-0 vote the option A. So we are drafting the uh, red lines for the contract, and the resolution for that will be on the agenda for, for the January 2nd meeting. Uh, I, was, I met with um, Blaine representatives about the Northtown um, uh, redevelopment project. They've got a comprehensive plan amendment and with Met Council, so we'll be working with them on, on that. And, um, and answering, helping them answer some of the questions uh, there. And then, and then they also are planning to do a street project along uh, 85th Avenue and Lincoln Drive in, in Blaine. Uh, and they let me know about, um, about that project, but there's no anticipated costs to the city for, for the 85th portion by the Public Works Building, between Public Works Building and Quintrip. So that's all I have. Thank you. Understand. Correspondence, uh, I have none. Uh, I guess uh, on the count of three, I guess, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. I always say Merry Christmas. I don't know what the rest of you do, but uh, to me it's Merry Christmas. So I wish everybody in the city of Spring Lake Park a Merry <coughs> Christmas and I'll honor the other ones, I guess, happy holidays and Hanukkah. And, Try to cover them all, but uh, that. But uh, uh, have a great holiday, happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you next, next year. year. Yeah. I'll, make that, the I'll make the motion to adjourn and Merry Christmas, uh, citizens, residents, and our staff. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Ken. Uh, motions made to adjourn. All in favor? Aye. 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 City Council is adjourned.